Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now, this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So, it's also time for the verse of the week. You know, did you ever wonder where that came from? And the verse is head on a plate. Now, what do you think? What do you think? You've heard that before, right? And that usually means... You know, if someone's doing something wrong, you know, <laughs> you know, somebody will say something to you like, if you do that, I'm going to have your head on a plate, on a platter. You know, that it's not in a complimentary way, and, and rightly so, because it comes from the Bible, and it can be found in both uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 18, which reads, and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel. And the damsel gave it to her mother. And, it, and it's also on Matthew chapter 14, verse 8. And she, being before instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. And so that came from when um, John the Baptist... Uh, told Herod, I think it was Herod, that that uh, he shouldn't cadiddle flick, he shouldn't have sex with his brother's wife. You know, with his brother's wife. So he said he couldn't have her, and that made um, that made people irritated. 
when you tell people that they shouldn't have sex outside of marriage that irritates them. Well, even worse than that, you shouldn't have your brother's wife. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the phrase of the week. So I want to talk about current events today. And I ran across this article where it says the Catholic bishops are, are saying, no, you cannot have human composting after you passed away. They call it a green burial alternative. And the United States Ca Conference of Catholic Bishops says green alternatives do not show respect for, to human remains. So it says that um, this actually came from Fox News. And I, I can't picture out how they carry this out, but even the Lord, when, when he was showing disdain for a person, he would tell them if they would just leave their bodies up there on open ground on a heap, they would just decompose like compost. And the Lord said, there'd be nobody to, to bury them. So that was a green burial, I guess. Yeah, yeah the fowls of the air pick up your skin. And because, you know, and I'm trying <laughs> Animals to Animals come and right. eat you. I, I, I still figure, I can't picture how they do this. Well, anyway, Washington State could be the first state to allow human composting. And a large figures <laughs> conferences on green composting as a way to handle human remains. It's improper to compost human remains, and the practice is disrespectful to the body of the deceased, said the Catholic bishops. The guidance offered by the congregation regarding burial and cremation reflects the church's overarching concern there, that due respect be shown to the bodily remains of the deceased in a way that gives visible witness to our faith and hope in the resurrection of the body. Well, I, I don't know if I agree with that entire statement, but... Um, They'll probably make it legal, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the two most prominent newer methods for disposition of bodily remains are that are proposed as alternatives to burial and cremation are alkaline hydrolysis and human composting. Yeah, well, it sounds disgusting, but... So you in know, 2019, Washington became the first state to legalize human composting. Since then, Colorado, or Oregon, I would like Vermont, to know where they are. California, <laughs> New York, have also legalized the practice I, I, where, where, where would they do this? You know, because, because what they do, uh, distribute it in the forest someplace. I, I would want to go hiking. In a, <laughs> a survey the, from the National Funeral Directors Association found that sixty per sixty percent would be interested in a green funeral option. Well, that's that's. That's their option, That's, but I just wouldn't want to be. So here's a little picture, and it shows remains. and, and <laughs> it shows guests sitting in a gathering space, looking at a shrouded mannequin. Now, see, I don't understand. Now, evidently, that is not. Compost pile, you know that. So you're sitting around and throw room, banana peels and everything else on. Looking at, at some mannequin covered with a, a yellow cloth. While somebody's sitting out there in a, in a pile of dirt with worms. I mean, which, in front of the threshold. I don't understand vessel. why they just don't bury the person then. See, it doesn't make any sense. Why won't they? You can actually do a natural just burial. Just dig. The people, I guess, are not liking. Grave. People are not liking the chemical. 
uh, no, well, I, is required to but, embalming. But not everybody but, goes through the embalming process. Look, look at the, uh, I believe the Jewish and the uh, Muslims. They, 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 they don't embalm. They wash the body. They prep it for uh, out of respect, and they prep it for burial. But why don't you just bury the person? The, the, the funeral home even asks you. Mm -hmm. If you want the body embalmed. Right. You don't have to. But then that's why the funerals take place so rapidly because the body starts to decompose. So therefore, they wash the body and then they bury the body. So if, if, that's, if you want to be part of nature, that's what's natural, then why won't they go for burial? Why would they put you? And then what do they do with, with the remains, like with the bones? You don't even know if you're getting the right bones because I can imagine they probably throw a lot of bodies in that heap. You know, I just, I, I, I so what I don't understand it. is that it, you know they show this picture of of this mannequin covered in a cloth at the threshold vessel at Recompose, which is a green funeral home. But I don't know. It it looks like like why do they just put a picture of the person open up? Could open up and and then they have a then they have a bunch of flowers on. See, top of I don't it. I don't understand why they use a mannequin. If they know that they thrown the body in, in, in a compost heap, why don't they just put a picture up there on a table or something? Why do they put a mannequin? That's, that's so weird to me. That just doesn't make any so sense. So it says alkaline hydrolysis and composting require that the remains be essentially scattered. After the alkaline hydrolysis process, there are also, there are also remnants of the bones that can be pulverized and placed in an urn. That is not all that remains, however, they said in a statement. Alkaline hydrolysis also produces 100 gallons of brown liquid that was formerly human remains. Human sludge. Now listen. This liquid is treated as wastewater and poured down the drain well, the funeral, the sewer system. Right, funeral homes do that now. In certain <laughs> cases, it's treated as fertilizer and spread over a field I or would a not eat anything I'm telling you. that they have prepared. <laughs> you know, I was, I was looking at people who say that they're off the grid and they're getting ready to, they're marketing pr produce that they've grown and uh, teas that they have cultivated and then I find that they use their remains, their human waste, to fertilize their crops. I, mm. I almost was going to order it, and mm. I, then he, he just happened to say, you know, he and his wife, he said, they saved these buckets. You know, you, and I'm looking at all these bags, and it's human waste. Mm. And they take that solid waste of theirs, and they fertilize their crops. So I said, I, mm. I would never... You know, buy anything from their list. It's now just you know disgusting. the Lord said that you should bury it. Yes, but not in my not in your garden. Not to not to bury it to fertilize your right. tomato plants, right. that's, that's corn crazy. plants. That is just so nasty and disgusting. And I remember when cremation was frowned upon, and it still is. You know, in, in some. Uh, respects that they they don't consider cremation a respect of a person's body, even though people go ahead and say, "Well, I don't want you know to be eaten up by worms." I said, "But that's that's more natural because you have that within your body, you know, you have that ecosystem within you. It's not just earthworms; you have that within yourself, so that your body decomposes from within, not just something that's attacking it from on the outside, on the exterior." So I, I, I just, and they cannot convince me that they just put one body 
in one compost heap. They're probably throwing all those bodies in the same <laughs> Now, this is interesting because, you know, uh, according to the bishops, the Catholic, Chris, uh, it says here, while cremation is permitted, as, it, as long as it is not chosen for reasons contrary to Christian doctrine, said the bishops, it is not permissible and I don't think a lot of people know this, a lot of Catholic people, any, I didn't know this. It is not permissible to scatter the ashes of the deceased, divide them among family members and friends, or to store them in a home. And you know, mm -hmm. that's the latest thing. You know, when you yeah. have a cremated body, <coughs> put it in the urn. No, well, not only that, but they, they say, did you want, you know, they put the ash, a little bit of ashes in like in a cross right. or a. Yeah, but that's so, that's disgusting. Well, and whether, you know, people do do that, even though it's a Catholic um, yeah, but, burial. But it's, it's just weird because even when you go to these places, these tourist sites in, in, in Britain and England and uh, India, like the Taj Mahal, I didn't know it was, it was a sepulcher until you know, years later. I said, people are actually going there to visit a grave so they can... That's ridiculous. Or you're sitting in a chapel, and they tell you underneath your pew is buried such and such, and this person is buried. I, I'd be getting up out of there. If I was sitting there, and I remember going through. Well, I think that's where I, the popes are. You know, the pope, they I, I, popes. Yeah, they would, I, the... I would not even want to step foot in there. I'm sitting on top of a corpse? I just, that just doesn't make well, any sense Well, you know, to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. You go to the... Wisconsin Memorial. Not, not, and, not and to socialize. You know what? I the very first time I went in there, I did not realize that they have people buried all around you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the halls, right? And, so, so and, why, and then they offer and you then something they to drink. These, Would you like something to drink? No. I was so, I was so impressed because I'm looking at this. I'm in there one day and I'm looking at this, and there's like a, like a little room. And you open up these doors, and you can sit down in there and There's like no meditate. Way. But that's where their loved one is. It's well, buried in the wall. I over don't there. care. No <laughs> way. And then they say, "Well, it's you not know, in the mausoleum. It's inside the Wisconsin I, Memorial I, building." And then they have to control those flies and things like that. No, no, no. And then they ask, "Do you want a repast?" I said, "Where?" Here? No. I, you can't even get me to chew a stick of gum. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Now, I, I don't know how many topics we're going to be able to get to today because this one might be um, a hot topic. Now, I ran across this article. This one came from the Christian Post, and I've seen the article on mychristiandaily.com, Yahoo News, USA Today, Daily Mail in UK, churchleaders.com, and many, many other websites. So this is gone, this is really news. And it's about how skeptics are demanding proof after a mega church pastor claims that prayer regrew a woman's amputated toes. So a Missouri mega church is facing criticism and demands for evidence after reporting an alleged miracle in which a woman's amputated toes were said to have regrown in a prayer session. And the pastor is uh, John Lindell of James, Rivers, James River Church. 
um, in the Springfield area. And he claimed during a live stream just recently that a creative miracle occurred at the Joplin campus of James River Church where the woman, Christina Dines, D-I-N-E-S, saw her amputated toes grow back. The church organized a power, a week of power, and the alleged healing occurred as guest pastors Bill Johnson and Randy Clark led the services. Johnson is a well-known charismatic pastor at Bethel Church in Redding, California, and runs a school of supernatural ministry. Lindell and Dines, a mother of four, Lindell said Dines, who's a mother of four, had to undergo an amputation of three toes after her ex-husband shot her three times in 2015. She was reportedly in a coma for two months. Her best friend was shot to death in the attack. Wow. And her ex-husband, obviously her ex-husband now, Stephen Thompson, was found guilty last December of first-degree murder, two counts of armed criminal action, and first-degree domestic assault, according to a local news outlet. Her injuries included the need to have three toes amputated, and Kelly, who serves as on the prayer team, told her that the Lord wanted to grow her toes back that night. So Kelly had to take off her shoe and, and anointed where each of the toes would be and began to pray, the pastor said. The skin began to change color. Pretty soon there was a pulse in the foot that she could feel, and all of a sudden she said, are you kidding me? They saw the toes begin to grow. As the crowd erupted with applause and rose to their feet for an ovation, Lindell said that, Others began to pray with her, and bone began to form where there was none before. As the ladies prayed for this woman, over the next 30 minutes, all three toes grew, and at by that point were longer than her pinky toe, and within an hour, nails began to grow on all the toes. One of the pastors repeated the claims at Bethel's service uh, uh, on a recent Sunday, and uh, he saw hundreds and hundreds of miracles over the last over those three nights, and they prayed for creative miracles. He discussed her story, which took place at another campus, as it was told to him, and it took about thirty minutes. But they saw the bone come wrapped in flesh, um, and by morning the toenails, everything had formed, and she got brand new toes. Now, the, one of the pastors stated that Jesus heals the inside as well as the outside, mm -hmm. adding that the Lord once recreated a kidney for a friend who was missing a kidney, which he claims was verified by x-rays. Mm -hmm. I have friends who have seen an amputated or lost foot grow back, he continued. Now, this woman whose toes grew back... Um, she doesn't have a before and after picture of her toes. Right, which I would and be expected to. She hasn't allowed the public to publicly examine her feet or toes. Mm -hmm. And, um, but this pastor said, but it's also nice to have a doctor come in and check things out and say, 
guess what? This is really for real. In a video, this woman discussed the healing session saying someone beside her inquired if she wanted her toes. And a group of women then prayed for her, put, prompting her to remove her shoe and check for progress. And when I did, I had to grab the person next to me and say, do you see what I see? I saw three toes that were forming and now there's length to them tonight. She said, I can stand on my tippy toes. Listen, do you understand? I can stand on my tippy toes. I couldn't do that because I didn't have toes to tippy on. <laughs> so she, because she hasn't provided any photographic evidence to support the claim, there what? are a lot I mean, of skeptics and oh, they, somebody. So, so there, there is evidence that her toes were amputated, but they want is a photograph to show that she has three that toes. they grew back. Mm -hmm. So a Springfield man who identifies as a Christian launched a website, showmethetoes.com, <laughs> asking anyone with evidence to share it, publishing videos of the claim. If there's proof, show it. Because he said he's 100% against faith healers. Oh, really? Can you be a Christian and be against faith healing? No, you can't be against faith healing because uh, faith comes from the Lord, and the Lord says that where there is a lack of faith, it hinders him from being able to do for the people, to bless them the way he would like them to be blessed. Now, I can see a person who's skeptical, Skeptical because of all of the all of the schemes and all of the, the the false miracles, all of these false prophets that have gone out pretending and using God for mockery as if these were miracles in order to get people's money, mammon. See, so if he had said, "Well, I'm not against faith healing because God is God. God can heal whoever He." wishes. I am skeptical because there have been so many fraudulent schemes that have been put forth whereby people try to gain in, in, in wealth and fleece the people. So, because we, we know God is a miracle worker and that he, there are people going around saying that the days of miracles are over. No, only if your faith doesn't allow God to perform a miracle for you. Then it's over for you. But, <laughs> but it's not if no you... No hope for you. Right. Not if you believe the Lord. God will honor your faith. But there are so many people out there who do little schemes, like when they will have people in the audience and have them filling out informational cards and they'd have earplugs... In the right, ear, right, right, right. People right, be feeding like, them right information. They had actually had people planted in the audience as if they actually had like a, a magician or and something. And this one person was looking and said, "I know that person. That person isn't, you know." But but what are the odds that you happen to go someplace and you know somebody and that person is claiming to have this ailment, but you know personally the person doesn't have it? Now, um, since then, it has been. Um, reportedly been verified by a doctor's appointment. Um, so now what I'm, what I'm saying is that, so if a doctor reports that it, it's true. Then it should be good enough. It should be good enough. Even, even, even in the 
time when Jesus was here, there were certain miracles that were performed and people would say, well, yeah, I know him since he was uh, since he was born. And yes, he's had this condition. There were people who could actually bear witness. So there's nothing wrong with somebody bearing witness, but you should not have to go out of your way to prove to somebody. So this is what the pastor says. In a later sermon, the pastor was not interested in responding to skeptics and is more worried about protecting the woman who has had a lot of trauma in her life. Mm-hmm. He says people... Are, are saying if it's genuine, then why aren't you doing anything with it to publicize it? And he says there are a couple of reasons. I am less interested in proving to people what I know God did than I am in protecting sheep who are vulnerable. I am going to protect sheep. This is my first concern. That's my first concern for her. If that bothers you, then I'm sorry. But if you are in trouble, then my concern is for you too. I think we have to have a, that heart. We have to discern what is going to be right and what's going to be appropriate. So Right. It's just that so many people have brought a reproach on the church by being liars and professing to be uh, evangelists and professing that God has used them and then you find out a year or so later that it was all a scam. But... I, if a person says God healed me, then usually it's you take it on based upon the individual who's given their testimony, whether or not they're credible. Because there's there's something about a person when God has done something for them that when they begin to speak, you just know. I, when my mother was healed, we were in the train station in Chicago, and she was going up and down to total strangers, and she said God has healed me. I couldn't close my hand. I couldn't make a fist. And all these years, she said, God has healed me. And the, the people rejoice with her because when a person has truly experienced a miracle, there's something about their testimony, something about their aura that you just know. God has done something for this person. Well, anyway, we're going to have to wrap it up and continue next week with more current events. Praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. This week's verse of the day comes from Psalm 96, verses 1 and 2. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's Food for Thought was, What makes your bones fat? And the answer is, a good report. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 30, and it reads, The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart, and a good report maketh the bones fat. That's what I'd like, my bones to be fat and strong. This week's food for thought is, Who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.